Hello, hello. Hello. going on guys what's shaking what's happening out there in uh podcast land this is uh this is your host uh where's my thing here i'm your host uh brian dales craft conversations host jc uh, i think it is 
beard. I'm actually burning up right now because, uh, yeah, I didn't get up here and turn the uh, AC on in time. I'm trying to untangle my, my headphone cord here, but I didn't get up here and untangle, or I'm sorry, I didn't get up here and turn on the fucking AC in time to get it to calm down, to get it to cool down because it's freaking hot up here. Um, I don't have anything really squared away on this thing here. Nope, that's the wrong one. How about that one? There we go. So, there we go. Got the logos up there. You can reach me at uh, any of these platforms up here in the top. Uh, I guess it's the right-hand corner. So, left hand, if you're looking at it, maybe. It's the right hand. It's on my right-hand side versus the song, uh, the left-hand side. But uh, you can reach me on all the things, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Um, I've logged back into Twitter, but I'm not doing any of the tweets, the tweeties or whatever you call them. I'm not doing any of those things. So I'm just, I'm logged in there. So if you want to contact me on, um, on the tweet, on the, on the, on the Twitter world, you can do that, but, uh, it, I'll get a message, you know, in my email and I can respond to that when it comes up, but I don't really do any posting on Twitter at the moment, but I may start doing that, you know, who knows? Uh, that song up front, oh, God damn it! I keep, I always let it go because I turn the volume down. I forget that it's even on. Um, let's go back here. So that song was Young Hearts. And, you know, you can probably tell every time that I fucking play music, I try and sing along to it, and I don't know the fucking words. So I look dumb. Uh, some of the words I get, some of the words I don't get. It's, it's kind of been that way forever. I'm not a big lyric guy. Uh, I really get into the music itself, to the guitar, to the drums, to the synthesizers, to the uh, keyboards, to uh, harmonica, whatever the, the instruments are. I guess I'm an instrumental guy more so than a lyric guy. So I'm not real big on the lyrics. I mean, I like the lyrics, don't get me wrong. And I pay attention to the lyrics, but when I try and memorize or recite or go back and, and, and uh, sing along with the lyrics, unless it's karaoke style where the lyrics are there in front of me, I pretty much always get the lyrics wrong. I've been that way ever since I was a kid. So so when you see me singing along, you probably do not see me uh, mouthing the words to the actual song, really. So <laughs> I guess that's the case. I got uh, I got four different angles on today. I just decided I haven't returned uh, this other iPad yet. Um, I think we discussed it last episode, right? So I got this new um, iPad Pro over here, this 9.7-inch uh, iPad Pro, which is 128 gigabytes. Uh, the original iPad that I got to do on my switching and stuff is over here now. I got it propped up on the on the MacBook Pro. It was just an, an iPad 5th uh, generation, 9.7-inch uh, as well. So I made sure to buy another 9.7-inch so it would fit the case that I already had. So I didn't have to go back and, and return a case and buy another case and have it delivered and just a pain in the ass. Um, should I have gone with a with a bigger iPad Pro uh, screen size, you know, size wise? Maybe. I mean, bigger is not always better. There may be some some women and maybe even some men out there that, that don't agree that don't agree with that. That size definitely does matter. And you know. I guess in some ways it possibly could make a make a difference, but I didn't think that a 9.7 inch versus a 2.10.2 I think is the next level up. You know, it goes all the way up to like a 12.6 or something I think with the iPad Pro, but I didn't think it was going to make that big of a difference. So 
I just wanted to stay with what I had and just utilize the equipment that I already had, which was a case for the 9.7. So I think it works. I mean, I think it does the job for what I needed to do. And of course, you know, minimalism and getting out into an RV, the smaller, the better, you know, unless I eventually go out and buy just a big giant uh, Airstream or or something uh, big. And I, I just decide I'm going to fucking just have a house on wheels, you know, a legitimate house on wheels type thing. But at this point, you know, for a 16 to, to possibly up to a 22 foot or 22 feet 22 feet. Is it a 22 feet tra travel trailer? 22 feet. Or is it 22 foot? I mean, it's 22 f different foots, right? To make a 22 feet trailer. It's a 22 foot trailer. I don't know. My mom used to always correct me and say, it's, you know, you got one foot and then you got two feet. So it's always feet, you know, when you, when you get past one, I guess. But so I guess anywhere from a 16 to a 22 feet trailer. No, that doesn't sound right when you say when you're talking about a trailer. Fuck. What is it? Somebody please comment on the YouTube video or on the Podbean or on the Spotify or <clears throat> send me an email, uh, craftconversationspod at gmail.com or comment on my Facebook or Instagram or something. Let me know. Is it is it is it a 16 to 22 foot trailer or is it a 16 to 22 feet trailer? If I'm looking at a travel trailer in between those two sizes, but but that's what I'm looking at. Um, I'm wearing a gi, a gi today, by the way. Um, I don't know, do they call it a gi? I can't remember what they call it in Taekwondo. Uh, you know, gi is. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong camera. Gi is the word that you always hear when you when you talk about uh, martial arts and stuff. You always hear oh the gi, the gi, the gi, and I think that's in uh, jujitsu and karate and things like that. But Let's find out. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, and I should, uh, because, you know, we learned a lot of Korean when I was in Taekwondo, because it's a, it's a Korean martial arts, so we learned uh, Korean uh, numbers and a lot of different wordings, and, of course, the Korean word for what the, what the actual gi is, but I can't remember what the fuck it is, so let's look it up. What do you call... A gi in Thai. I don't know what the fuck to look at. Let's, let's see if this works here. Let's see. Uh, a dobak. That's uh, yeah. I knew that fucking shit. So yeah, do, a dobak uh, is what the gi is called in uh, Taekwondo and Korean. Um, you know, gi is a is a Japanese word, so that's karate. And. Um, Oh, I just lost my train of thought. There was something else I was going to say, too. Oh, like a black belt. So if you say I'm a second degree black belt, first degree, second degree, third degree, um, in, ta in Taekwondo, in Korean, you would say Dan or Don. So you're a first Don, second Don, second Don, third Don. So that's uh, that's what you're looking at as far as uh, the martial arts go. But I'm wearing a dobak today because why? Well, because... Um, I went and saw the Karate Kid today. Man, I'm off course already, I think. Hold on, let me look at my notes here, guys. Let's see if I'm even... Um, we'll come around to that, guys, okay? So, 
the first thing on my on my list, <laughs> the first thing on my list was uh, a health update. So I'm feeling much better, guys. Um, I'm still having a little bit of a a few stomach issues. Nothing too too hardcore at the moment. Uh, things are definitely getting better. You know, I came off the uh, prednisone and the antibiotics and the Singulair and all those types of things. Uh, the only thing I'm taking now is a multivitamin, a B complex, a D complex. And uh, some alpha brain from on it for uh, cognitive um, stuff, brain stuff. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't sound like I'm taking it, does it? When I say, uh, when I can't even think of the words and I say brain stuff, but it really just helps your cognitive ability and um, those type things. So, those are the only things I'm doing right now. Uh, so, the stomach is feeling better. I still have a little bit of a headache. Um, Still some congestion a little bit at night, but not too much. So I'm thinking maybe there was some sinus stuff going on. You know, we're thinking it was maybe a sinusitis originally that we were trying to knock out with the medication and then uh, possibly some some COVID type stuff as well. So the health is doing well, uh, feeling better. Still getting fairly fatigued when I do stuff. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, the past uh, couple days, well, not today, but the Saturday and Sunday, or Saturday and Friday, fuck, I was doing a lot of, um, a lot of putting it together and a lot of uh, cleaning and rearranging and putting away of stuff, and I did some painting and some different things, trying to get ready for the pictures that I had taken on Saturday of the house. Uh, the realtor came out with his photographer, and they took some professional-style pictures, and I haven't got those pictures yet, but they should be processed in the next uh, day or so. And and uh, they'll be emailed to me. So I'm going to get those pictures and we're going to put those things up. And the house will be, of course, like I said, uh, the last couple podcasts is going to be listed on the 20th. So this coming Thursday, the house will be listed. And who knows, guys? I mean, it may go, it may go from being listed on Thursday to being sold on Sunday you know, or under contract or whatever. So I'm hoping it's going to go quickly. I, I don't know. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm hoping it goes quickly. I mean, I, I want to sell it. I, I guess the main thing I would say is not necessarily going quickly, but getting the amount of money that I think I'm asking for it would be the biggest thing. I don't care how quickly it sells as long as I can get uh, the amount of money out of it that I want to get out of it. <clears throat> now, I would like to get it sold you know, pretty early or, or middle of uh, September. Um, I'm not working right now, so I'm not, I don't have any extra income on top of my uh, retirement income. So um, I'm kind of dwindle, dwindling down on stuff that I'm selling. So I've been living off of, you know, my income on top of my retirement and stuff has been pretty much based on what I'm selling throughout the house. So that's been my, my extra income. Uh, since I'm not working there at Homegrown Brew House or anywhere where, where else, that has been what has been sustaining me is uh, selling a bunch of shiat. I'm using the uh, the big mics tonight, as a matter of fact, so that's always cool. I like it, and I can always plug in and, and actually get a good sound from my from my uh, headphones. I'm gonna actually turn these guys up a little bit so I can hear it a little bit better, actually. Hello, 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 hello. Oh, yeah, there we go. Let's get that shit way up. What the fuck was that? What the hell just happened? 
Oh, my speaker just turned off, so I gotta turn that back on. I don't know why it keeps turning off. Like, look, motherfucker, if I didn't turn you off, then, you know, stay the fuck on. Why are you messing? Why are you fucking with me? Why are you fucking with me? Um, where, where was I? Where was I? Oh, I was turning up my headphones. <clears throat> I was talking about my health. I was talking about the house. So, yeah, so Friday, I went out Friday about 2, 2 p.m. And I said, you know what? I looked at the weather. Maybe it was about 1 o'clock, actually. And I looked at the weather, and I said, look, man. I told my, I was talking to myself. <laughs> look, self. It is, it's 1 o'clock, and the weather says that it's going to start pouring down rain around 5 p.m. So, so I got plenty of time. I had bought some paint the day before from Lowe's to uh, repaint my front porch. Um, as a matter of fact, let's, uh, let's back up for a second. So Thursday I went out and I bought the paint. I went out, I had a, an envelope that my, the previous owners had left that had a whole bunch of uh, paint, um, you know, little um, cards in there from like Lowe's, Home Depot. You know, you get, get the card and it says uh, Canyon Red or whatever the fucking name of the the goddamn paint is, uh, the different colors and stuff, and it gives you the specifics on it. So you can just take that card back to Lowe's, Home Depot, Ace Hardware, whatever paint store you got. You can go back in there and get the exact same color that you had previously based on these cards. So I had found, um, and I'm colorblind, guys, so you know keep that in mind, but I had found um, a bunch of these cards that said, you know, master bedroom, uh, stairway, uh, front porch, uh, fence, all these different places around the house, it had listed all these uh, all these different uh, colors that that you know if you if you needed to repaint or do something within the house, <clears throat> you go back and get get some of this paint. They had left a bunch of paint cans out in the garage, but almost all of them had like this much paint on them. They're all fucking just nasty. And I've been here five years, so the paint's been sitting there at least five years. So anyway, I thought that. I had matched up the right color <laughs> to the front porch uh, because my realtor had mentioned, hey, uh, there's one board on the front porch that is a little bit rotted. You probably, I would say that you replace that, um, at least replace it. He didn't even mention painting the front porch, but he said at least at least replace that board so it doesn't show that, uh, you know, you got rotting stuff going on around the house because your first impression is people coming into the front door, coming through that front door, coming up that front porch. So, he said, I would at least replace that board. So my dad came over that day and, uh, yeah, I, I called him and told him that, uh, the realtor had suggested that. And, um, he came over the very next day or that same day. Um, I had gone out to do something. I can't remember what I did, but <clears throat> he came over and went into my shed and found, uh, actually a board that matched, uh, the boards on the front porch. So he went out there with his jigsaw, cut that section out you know, in between the joist and uh, replace that board. I went out and got the paint. Um, what day are we talking about? No, so, okay, so I went out and got the paint on Friday. <clears throat> I came back, started painting uh, the edges around the porch with my small brush, and I was going to come back with my big, you know, four-inch brush and paint all the all the planks uh, once I got it edged out with my little two-inch uh, angled brush. So I started edging it out, and um, again, I'm colorblind, guys, so I couldn't really tell that it wasn't matching up perfectly until I actually put the paint on that new fresh board. So I went ahead and said, oh, well, let me let me paint this fresh board because it might need a couple coats on there. So let me go ahead and get that done 
and get that uh, painted um, first so I can come back and put a second, third coat on it if I need to. And as soon as I started painting that, um, that board, man, I think I got my days messed up. I think maybe he came out. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, guys, for you guys. It doesn't really give, it doesn't really matter, but I'm going to talk about it. I think he came out and replaced that board on Wednesday. And on Thursday, I started painting. Yes, Thursday I started painting and I had the wrong paint. So the color didn't match. I didn't realize that until I started painting that fresh board. And I said, fuck, that paint is nowhere near the same color <laughs> of the paint that was on the on the porch originally. So what I did was, is I took uh, the piece of board that my dad had cut out and replaced. I took a piece of that and took it up to Lowe's and had it color matched. So I got the exact color that the porch was originally based on the color match. And I bought that paint um, Friday. I came back to the house on Friday about 1 o'clock. And I started painting uh, with the correct paint color. And um, where are we at? What, 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 what camera are we on? We're on this camera over here. <clears throat> the iPad 5th generation. So I came back and I started painting with the correct paint. So I, I did the same thing. I edged all, everything everything around. I got the front uh, three steps coming up onto the porch done. I got uh, the railings, the top of the railings done. And uh, a couple other places. I don't know. All of a sudden, it wasn't supposed to rain until 5 o'clock that day, according to my weather app, which is usually pretty accurate. Excuse me. And... Um, it all of a sudden started sprinkling. So a little sprinkle. I said, okay, I can deal with a couple little sprinkles. So I backed up into the to the covered area of the front porch and uh, started watching it for a second. I said, oh, fuck. It's uh, coming down a little harder, a little harder. It doesn't seem like it's stopping. It's just continuing to go. So next thing I know, it starts uh, pretty much pouring down rain. So I pull the paint can up. I put it underneath the overhang. And I said, well, screw it. I'm done painting today. It's probably going to ruin everything I've already painted. I even had a couple of planks up there uh, close to the entryway that were underneath the overhang uh, that I had just painted. That was the freshest paint of all. Of all. And uh, started pouring down rain. So I said, fuck it, man. I, you know, I, I, I had pulled the paint can up underneath the overhang. I thought it was okay. I walked inside. I said, well, I'm, I guess I'm done painting today. I'll come back and try and finish it up tomorrow for the pictures. You know, I was trying to get it done for the pictures mainly. So I go inside to the kitchen sink. I start washing the two brushes I had, a little two-inch brush, four-inch brush. I start cleaning them off uh, so they don't dry up and get all hard and stuff so I don't ruin them. I get them all cleaned up. I got them set out to try, kind of dry on the countertop. I walk back to the front door to go get the paint can. It is now a torrential downpour, and the, the, um, the uh, gutter there above the front door is not draining to the drain, but it's actually dripping. It's raining so hard that it's overflowing out of the gutter, and it's dripping down into my fucking paint can. So now the paint can is taking on water. I figure the paint can is ruined. I go out there, I grab it, I get it, I put the top on it, and I'm like, I call my dad immediately, and I'm like, fuck. I said, I just left this goddamn paint out there. It's a, it's a torrential downpour. I got... I don't know how much water, how much dilution has gone on in this paint can so far. 
I think the paint might be ruined. And he said, well, as long as it's, as long as it's a latex paint, it, you know, you can dilute it a little bit. I mean, that's what you do when you buy a, a paint sprayer, you know, Wagner paint sprayer, whatever. You normally don't take, take the paint that is uh, right out of the paint can. You normally have a dilution ratio that you put in there to make it easier to spray. So he's like, don't worry about it. I think it's going to be okay. So anyway, real long story uh, shortened up here, hopefully. Um, I didn't do any painting that night. Uh, the next day, my dad comes over, and uh, we start painting at about 10 o'clock. Uh, photo shoot is supposed to start at 2. He comes over, and I'm doing all this stuff in the house. I'm like, Dad, I'm not real concerned about the front porch, but if you want to come over and paint it, that's up to you. It's hot as fuck outside. It's humid. Um, but that's not my top priority. My top priority is getting stuff on the interior of the house, um, put away and, and staged so that we can get the photo shoot done. The main thing is, you know, the interior pictures. Although the guy did take a lot of exterior shots, of course, the backyard, the Zen garden, whatever. So he comes over and, uh, it takes him forever to stir the paint down to, to get that water <laughs> to integrate into the, uh, into the paint. But it works. It finally he finally gets it going and starts the, the paint putting the paint down, and we got uh, the paint down just in time for the photographer to show up at two o'clock. And he took the uh, the exterior shots. You know, he went around to the front first, uh, or to the back first, did some shots, and then came around back to the front after we had got uh, all the paint down on it. Or the, I'm sorry, the majority of the paint was down on it. It wasn't all of it um, at the point. But he didn't come. You know, take a shot. You know. Uh, from the sky down onto the porch. So just taking it from the front, um, it was a good enough shot with the paint that we had on there to show that it was, you know, clean and looked good, whatever. So, and then we came back and uh, finished up the painting once he took the pictures. And then he went around to the backyard and then uh, came into the interior of the house. Uh, finally, my realtor showed up uh, about the time he came into the inside of the house. And uh, I thought I, I thought I did a good job of, of setting everything up. I keep getting some clipping on my, my this goddamn speaker cut off again. I keep getting some clipping. Can you hear that stuff? I don't know why all that clipping is going on. Maybe it doesn't show up on the audio. I'm not sure. But I can hear it through my headphones. So maybe I can cut that out if that did <laughs> make a bunch of stuff, much make a bunch of noise. But So it comes in. I thought, every, I thought everything squared away, but... Once I got in there, I, you know, my realtor is like, less is more. So he took, you know, probably 50% of the stuff that I had sitting on the countertops. He comes by and gets them off the countertops. And, you know, we're stuffing stuff in the cabinets and, and, and different rooms and whatever. Uh, and we pretty much did that with every goddamn room. Every room had too much stuff in it. Um, again, less is more according to what he says and the photographer says uh, when they're here. So... Every damn room, uh, we had to restage and pretty much pull everything out, put it into another room. And then we'd go into that room and take all the stuff out of there and put it into another room. Eventually, pretty much everything ended up going into the spare bedroom. That was the first place he kind of uh, took pictures, and that room is empty. So once he got uh, all the photos in the spare bedroom, then we every room we went into after that, whether it be the bedrooms, bathrooms, living room, dining room, whatever, we took all the stuff from those rooms and put it into the spare bedroom. So the good thing is most, a good majority of the stuff that I have uh, left that needs to get out of here and sell and whatever is in the spare bedroom all in one place together. Uh, it's going to make it easier to kind of 
get things out for a yard sale if I end up doing that this weekend, hopefully, maybe Sunday. We'll see. So the house will go on the market on Thursday, and who knows what kind of viewings and stuff we're going to get. I'm going to try and tell uh, Kevin that I would like to not do anything on Sundays and just leave Sunday as, a, as an open day. Um, I haven't really discussed that with him, but I think, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's a good, a good deal for me. I'd like to have a day open that, uh, but you know, I've got every day open really, cause I don't do anything. I'm not working. I'm, I'm unemployed. I'm pretty much free to do whatever the fuck I want to seven days a week. So if I don't have a free day on a Saturday or Sunday, guess what? I got Monday through Friday open <laughs> unless, uh, Kevin's schedules, you know, late viewings after work or those type things, um, at the house. So. Oh, man, so it's very interesting, the whole process. Matter of fact, I bought some more paint. Um, I just uh, posted this on Facebook, actually, as a, as a tip for everybody. But um, I had a, some stuff I bought for the hallway right here that goes down the stairs um, from the studio. Um, every time I had moved furniture up here, you know, two different love seats and some different things, inevitably we scraped the wall, scuffed the wall, on the way down. So I bought a, a quart of paint just to do some touch up down, up and down the hallway, which is really the only thing throughout the house I need to touch up. We've pretty much kept all the walls intact and not done a whole lot of damage. But, but then my realtor said, why don't you just, uh, just get a magic eraser, you know, the, um, Mr. Clean magic eraser, and, uh, it'll take care of some of those scuffs for you. So I had one of those underneath the kitchen sink earlier. I said, well, let me take it out. So I got it out moistened it, <clears throat> squeezed it out. It took a, took care of every goddamn scuff up and down the hallway. So I'm going to take that quart of paint back to Lowe's and see if I can get a refund on it because I do not need it now. All the scuff marks that were there are gone with the magic eraser. So pro tip, if you have any scuffs around your house and you think you need to paint, try a magic eraser first and you might be surprised you can save some money. All right, guys, let's um, let's open a beer real quick. That's enough house talk. Uh, let's see if we can get some, some beer talk and music going on. I'm already way too long-winded for this fucking show. Again, my oldest son would say, why don't you cut some of that shit out because you're just uh, rambling. But, you know, that's what we do on the show. We ramble a little bit. I've got this iPad in my way. I'm going to move it over for one second. <clears throat> I guess I didn't need to. I can move it back over here. Let's, uh, let's try this guy. Alright, so what are we drinking today, guys? Well, what we're drinking, and we're going to get into the whys, the hows. This is a 1985 from New Belgium Brewing Company. This guy right here. If you notice on the jacket there, <clears throat> I don't know if you can see it. On the jacket here, there's a little bit of a uh, Cobra. So that's like Cobra Kai, right? Uh, this beer is, god damn it, why can't I get ever in the shot? So there's a few different things if you kind of look at this photo and, and kind of dive into it. And you can check it out online. But if you dive into it and kind of really look and, 
and see what's going on in the photo, you'll see there's a lot of 1980s theme going on in the photo. I went and saw the Karate Kid today, hence why I am wearing my Dobak, my, my Karate Gi, my Taekwondo Dobak. I went and saw the Karate Kid, which is from 1984. This beer is 1985, and it's actually got a Cobra Kai on the fucking Dobak. I'm going to share a pour with you. Got a little bit heady on that beer, although maybe that's uh, quite perfect, actually. So, 1985 IPA from New Belgium Brewing Company. Let's take a look here. Like totally loaded with juicy mango flavor, 1985 takes you back to the future of hazy IPAs. Buckle up. So that's what I'm drinking. Voodoo Ranger 1985 IPA. It's 6.7% ABV or alcohol by volume. 30 IBUs, which is International Bittering Units. It's got uh, 37,000 plus ratings. It's got an average rating of 3.89. Let's see what I gave it the last time I drank it. Brian Dales. I give it a 4. I liked it. I've had a couple of these here recently. Actually, uh, Thomas, Tomas, Tommy had bought some of this uh, a couple days ago, and I drank almost all of it. So I bought another six-pack of it the other night. And uh, I don't know if you can see this, guys. Can you see this? So this is my my Dobak, my ghee. Uh, can you see it? Fuck. Nope, I'm not in frame. So Brian Dale Sr., it's a... Uh, 2007 uh, team member. This is when I was at the Senior Nationals, the Junior Olympics and the Senior Nationals there in San Jose, California. This was my uh, tournament dobak that I had. So I figured, hey, Karate Kid theme today. Why don't we wear, uh, why don't we wear a dobak, you know? <sighs> what am I doing? I'm doing a show, guys. In case you didn't notice, I did not do one the other night with Mr. Paul Pietrofesso. I wasn't feeling very well. I went to bed early that night. Um, I was supposed to do it on Thursday, but I had done, um, you know, some of that yard work and things on Thursday and just kind of wore myself out, man. I'm just, um, I'm still just uh, low energy and, and trying to, to get through the days, most days, having some trouble breathing still, although getting better and improving every single day. But uh, still been having some problems, so I had to I cancel with him on Thursday. I'm having uh, lunch with Mr. Paul on uh, Wednesday, though, so at Swig and Swine. Um, hopefully, I'm going to get with him sometime this week, and we'll actually get that show knocked out, get it and take care of, but I just couldn't do it this week. I found this um, the other day. I don't know if you can see it. So karate championships from August 27th, 1988. It uh, reminded me, especially when I went and saw the karate kid today, it reminded me of the uh, all, all Valley championship. You know, me and my buddy, uh, Keith Katie, uh, he's no longer with us. He had a heart attack uh, uh, over a decade ago, but uh, one of my best friends growing up and uh, was one of the head members of the casual crew, the gang that I used to be, associated with and run around with in the 80s and 
Keith and I used to go around to all these karate tournaments, whether they be locally here in, in the, the Charleston, North Charleston area. Uh, this particular tournament was in Irmo, South Carolina, up above uh, Columbia. And uh, yeah, we would just travel around, man. We would we would find a weekend. We would find uh, what tournaments were going on, and we would go sign up for them, whether it be twenty, twenty five bucks. This this particular one was uh, twenty five bucks. Uh, you could do one, two, or three events for twenty five bucks. Yeah, I mean that's a fucking steal, really. Uh, but you know, we're talking nineteen eighty eight. So we would always do two different events. <clears throat> we would always spar, and we would always do. Uh, kata or forms or whatever you want to call it you know where you do just uh just movements of a form uh without an opponent without an opponent and then we would always do uh sparring or the kumite or um whatever the fuck you want to call it but it was a points uh, point sparring system just like you would see in the all valley championships in the karate kid although we had padding so we had uh you know hand padding and foot padding and uh, headgear in our tournaments, but it was still a three-point system, just like you see in the All Valley tournament. But we were just uh, a little more, a little bit more protected. But it was the same thing you would see. I mean, they had multiple rings throughout. Uh, usually a gymnasium, at a school somewhere, a high school, middle school, sometimes, and uh, they would just have different, uh, different things set up. And we didn't even have fucking pads. I mean, padding on the floor. You know, we go into these, <laughs> you go into these gymnasiums. And it was just it was just a basketball court. There was no rubberized flooring or any of these things set up. They would have them taped off as far as a ring goes, you know, a square ring. So you'd be out there, you know, your feet are sweating and everything else, and you'd be out there slipping your ass off on the goddamn floor because it wasn't rubberized. So we were we were back before they started doing these rubberized things. But uh, thankfully, we were at, we were wearing padding. So you you know you had a cup on, you had a mouthpiece, mouth guard, you had a headgear. You had hand pads and foot pads. And um, if you wanted to, you could wear some shin guards and some forearm guards, but that wasn't uh, that wasn't mandatory. But regardless, Keith and I would go around to all these different things. And um, on top of going to these karate tournaments and stuff, we would just we would walk into a, a karate school or a taekwondo school or any martial arts school. There wasn't any, there wasn't MMA back then. There wasn't really jujitsu. I mean, it was pretty much a karate school or a taekwondo school. We would just walk in and say, "Hey, we just we want to spar some of your students," and we'd go in and just fight uh, different students at these different karate schools and stuff. So it was pretty fun. But the tournaments were were really fun. We we we'd hit one up every uh, every so often on a Saturday, um, like I said, locally or somewhere else throughout the state. So good times, man. I really enjoyed it, and uh, I think Keith really enjoyed it. And we normally end up doing pretty well. Keith was. A lot more aggressive than I was. You know, when that judge would say, or the referee would say, go, fight. Keith was just full speed ahead, 100% going. And um, me, I was more of a, a counter striker, a defensive striker. So I would wait for the other person to come to me and I would wait and see, uh, you know, what kind of uh, style they had or what kind of offense they had. And I would counter off of that offense uh, was my strategy. And he was, he was an offensive guy. So like I said, Keith is no longer with us, but we had some great times, man. Karate championships, Taekwondo championships. Man, such good memories. You know, moving 
is has been stressful as fuck as far as getting stuff together and and, and uh, repairing stuff, moving stuff, getting rid of stuff, um, staging things, whatever. But it's it's been really nostalgic and and really fun to go through and find a lot of the stuff that I've had stashed and in boxes and stored away and cabinets and drawers and whatever. And I pull these things out, man, it's a bunch of things has, have really touched me and, um, I've gotten real emotional about a few things. And, you know, I was telling somebody the other night, Mr. Eric Barnett, when we were at homegrown brew house, I went up there to see him on Friday and, you know, I was talking about minimalism and, and getting rid of things and getting on the road, the RV life, whatever. And probably the hardest thing, you know, all this stuff monetary wise, I could give a fuck. I mean, yeah, I paid X, Y, Z for this, X, Y, Z for that. Do I give a shit if I get the money out of it that I put into it? Not really. I just want to get rid of it and be done with it. But the harder thing is the emotional value that, that is invested in some of these things, uh, you know, instead of the monetary value. So the emotional stuff, man, is, is sometimes getting rid of some of the stuff, you know, even just getting rid of this flyer. I'm like, man, I don't want to throw that away. This might be one of those things that I put in my satchel. You know, I've got a satchel that I'm putting together that I'm going to house a lot of my military uh, documents, you know, my, my, my photo that I had up here that's no longer on the wall. Excuse me, probably this photo that my buddy uh, Ryan Olds took of my kids um, back in... Hell, I don't know when that fucking was, um, 97, 98, 99, somewhere around there. I'll probably take that, uh, this picture that an ex-girlfriend of mine, um, Fawn, gave to me for my birthday uh, last year of a martial artist. Uh, I'll probably, I'll, I'll keep that, put that in my satchel. I'm going to keep, um, like I said, some some other military documents. I'll probably keep this karate championship um, flyer. Just certain things I'm going to put in there, just things that uh, have value to me that are really, that really give me a good, warm, fuzzy feeling that I really feel like I, I, sh I should keep. And there's a few pictures that I'll put in there and some other things. But, but overall, you know, I don't know. You just got to give up these emotional attachments to things, you know. One of the things the, uh, the minimalists always say is love people not things. And I think that's, you know, it's a problem with the world that we live in nowadays. And, you know, I talk a lot about capitalism. I don't think capitalism is a, is necessarily a bad thing, it, you know, as far as the, the grassroots, you know, bottom, uh, essence of what capitalism is. I feel like there's a lot of noise going on for some reason. I don't know why, but maybe I'm just hearing it in my headphones. It's not going to come out on the, on the recording, but I feel like there's a lot of ex excess noise going on. <clears throat> but the essence of capitalism, I think, is, is, is good. But I think consumerism is where we have a problem. You know, everybody wants the next best thing, the next best iPad, the next best iPhone, the next, the best car, the bigger, the biggest house, the, the name brand clothing and the name brand shoes and whatever. And they've always got to be upgrading and, and, you know, what they have is not good enough. They have to have the next best thing. And, you know, even with companies, you know, 
even when I was in the Air Force, in the military, every single year, you know, as a manager, when I managed the uh, physical therapy and occupational, occupational therapy departments, and later on, I, I managed uh, some primary care and some pediatrics and some urology and some different things overseas. When I was stationed in Iraq, I managed uh, the physical therapy, occupational therapy clinic, urology, uh, gastro, uh, the GI clinic, um, pediat or no, there was no pediatrics over there. I managed seven different clinics uh, when I was over in Iraq, but what I'm getting at is everything that I managed, and it wasn't so much in Iraq, but at the stateside bases, is every single year or every single month, quarter, what have you, they wanted you to have uh, better numbers. You know, they wanted you to see more patients or they wanted you to uh, have more visits and these type things. So just like that in business, as far as capitalism goes, you know, if you, if you don't make more of a profit each and every year, if you don't continue to climb and that you don't have a sharp elevation of profits every single year, you don't make more than you did the last year, then you're not successful. And what does that mean? Well, that means that consumers have to buy more of your product. So we're forcing, we're not forcing anybody. I mean, everybody does what they want to fucking do and what they're going to do, but we have indoctrinated and made people think that you have to go out there and buy all these products and, um, you know, the bottom dollar of all these companies, Amazon, the drug companies, the hospitals, um, any business that you go into, you have to do better the following year than you did the year prior. And the only way to do that is for consumers to continue to buy more and more stuff. So it's all a big, why do I keep feeling like there's so much noise going on? So it's just it's one big ball of wax, and I'm done with it. I'm, I'm out of that loop, and I wish that uh, the majority of people would get out of that loop. You know, what's that going to do to the stock market? What a stock market's going to suffer because of that? But, you know, the majority of people in the world, 80% of the people probably, are not invested in the stock market. Anyway, the stock market is, stock market is mainly for the rich folks. I don't know. I don't want to get into this fucking tangent. God damn it. I'm, I'm way off topic here, guys. Um, I just got talking, uh, done talking to the owner over there at Grey Cat Music down in Park Circle. Uh, he did some events over there at Homegrown Brewhouse with us. Uh, we had some record day um, events that we did. But I just got done talking to him. I've got uh, three different boxes, you know, good size, um, album-sized uh, width boxes of, um, of vinyl. Got three different boxes of vinyl that uh, looking to get rid of. So I got in touch with him today and said, look, man, I've got all this vinyl. Some of it has uh, sleeves to it. Some of it does not. I'd like to bring it down and see what you think. If you want to offer me any money for them, take some of them off my hands uh, before I start just giving them away. Or taking them to Goodwill or giving them to the people around town or whatever. So he's going to take a look. I think I'm going over there on Tuesday. He's going to take a look and see if he can take any of this stuff off my hand. And then I also want to sit down. I told him I'd like to sit down and, and have a conversation with him. So we might do a podcast uh, sometime this week or next or in the next few weeks, whatever. And sit down with the, the owner here at Grey Cat Music and find out how he got into... Uh, the music scene, more specifically the vinyl scene, and see how his business is doing. And I think he's been doing it for four years now, is what I understand. So I might sit down with that cat. 
talk about great cat music. So, what else? If you're looking for something to watch, I would highly recommend uh, Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, it's a new season for 2020. The first season, the only season that came out. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm on, I'm getting ready to do episode 10 as soon as I get done with this podcast. So it's the last episode of the season and I've highly, oh man, I've really enjoyed it. I'm in love with the show. The characters are great. The storyline is great. Uh, it's got a lot of comedy in it. It's uh, It's got some action. It's got a little bit of everything for everybody. So I would highly recommend it. The first episode hooks you immediately. So Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix. Check that out. And what else we got here in the notes, man? I wasn't going to do a show, but then I saw the movie. And I said, fuck it. So... How did I end up seeing the movie? Well, I went to Snafu Brewing Company today, which is uh, something I have kind of started doing on Sundays. Uh, they're open 12 to 4 on Sundays, and um, I had seen the other day that they had listed some new one-off sours that they were doing, and I said, man, i got to go down there and try those guys out. So I was supposed to sell some furniture today at 1 o'clock. Uh, the, the lady never got back with me. She, she didn't follow up. She said she was going to come at 1 o'clock at the church. Never heard from her, so around 2 o'clock I said, fuck it. I'm going to Snafu Brewing Company. I'm not even going to text her and find out what the fuck she's doing. She had, you know, she didn't give a shit about me and uh, contact me to tell me sorry she couldn't make it or she had changed her mind. So, fuck it. I wasn't going to get in touch with her either. So, I went down to Snafu and I got a couple flights and one of the beers down there, they had a bunch of new sours, but one of them was called the Elvis. And the Elvis, let's look it up real quick. The Elvis, oh my God, so fantastic. And it was really one of the reasons I went down there. Uh, back up. The, God damn it, I can't type. The Elvis. Snafu, maybe. There we go. So it's the Elvis Milkshake Sour from Snafu Brewing Company, which is down in North Charleston. Uh, it's kettle sour brewed with bananas, peanuts, honey, vanilla beans, and milk sugar and you know all that stuff just kind of makes it a milkshake but the main thing that you get in there is the bananas and the peanuts which is uh the elvis if you know if you're in the know that was one of his famous according to history i guess is that was one of his famous or one of his um favorite sandwiches was the peanut butter and banana sandwich so spot on guys the elvis milkshake sour at snafu brewing company go get you some before it is gone, because it was, what did I say uh, when I checked it in here? Fan-damn-tastic is what I called it. So I would highly recommend it. So I went to Snafu, and then I said, you know what, I'm kind of hungry. I hadn't eaten anything all day. So I was on my way to Wild Wing Cafe, which is around the corner off of Astro Falls State onto Rivers Avenue, across from the Northwoods Mall. And I was going, uh, taking a shortcut you know, by through the mall area to get over there to Wild Wing. And I, I rode by and I saw that there were some cars in the parking lot of the Northwoods Theater over there. So I'm like, fuck, are the movies back open? I didn't even know the theaters were back open. I thought I had heard something about them maybe opening back up, but I wasn't sure. And I didn't know if there was any new movies or whatever. So there's a Hooters right next door to the movie theater. So I said, fuck it. Let's just go to Hooters. 
Let's get something to eat over there. Let's check the uh, the Fandango, the Flickster, and all this kind of stuff and see if there are some movies going on. And maybe we'll go see a movie. So I went to Hooters. I'm glad I did because they have a new uh, burger menu where you can build your own burger. And they've got a couple, um, couple or three different burger options that are already built for you. But basically, you build your own burger. Uh, you can get a single, double, or triple patty. And I tell you what, it was a good stop. Uh, the beer selection was not that great. I had, had a Dos Equis on draft. That was about the, the best thing that I, that I saw on draft or in bottles. So I had a Dos Equis uh, draft, and I got I built a burger with the double patties, uh, bacon, guacamole, pepper jack cheese, and I think that was it. I think that was it. it was just a simple burger. I put some mayonnaise and some mustard on it, and... Fuck, it was so goddamn good. I got the curly fries. Oh, I, I had some uh, Daytona Daytona Beach sauce on the burger. And then I also got a, a side of that to dip my fries into. So I would highly recommend uh, the new burgers at uh, at Hooters. While I was there, I looked up on Flickster and found out that uh, they were playing like Jaws, uh, the newest Jumanji, Ghostbusters, Karate Kids. So they're doing a lot of old movies at the theater. I guess they're not doing anything new at the moment. And I, I saw, this was about 3.30, and I saw that the Karate Kid was playing at 4.25. I'm like, fuck it. I'm sold, man. I'm going to see, you know, in, in a non-packed theater, I'm going to see Karate Kid from my youth, 1984, at the theater on the big screen. The fucking movie was $4. I went in, and I got a large popcorn, and I got a beer, a Huge Street from Palmetto Brewing Company, 12-ounce can. Eight bucks for the large popcorn and the beer. So, 12 bucks for the movie, popcorn, and a beer. Phenomenal. I was so happy that I did that. I mean, The Karate Kid has to be one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it. I love martial arts. I love karate. I love taekwondo. I love uh, Asian themed stuff. I mean, just any of that stuff. So, for me, I mean, I was like a kid in a candy store, really. Fantastic time. I teared up a few times in the theater. <laughs> it's just, it was very nostalgic, man. It brought me back, it brought back a whole bunch of memories, even though I've watched the movie a thousand times. I've seen the uh, the series on, uh, on YouTube, the Cobra Kai series. I've watched it three times now, season one and season two. But still, man, that movie just... Is, is so touching. It's got a lot of good themes in there. It's got a lot of good lessons, life lessons. Um, man, I just love it. And you know, part of the part of the the getting choked up about it is you know Pat Morita is no longer with us, Mr. Miyagi. So to see him and and just kind of reminisce about him and how great he was. Uh, from the days that I started watching him back in the 70s in Happy Days all the way up until the Karate Kid days. Um, I've just always loved that dude. And uh, just just made me sad to, to see him. I mean, it was a happy sad. You know, it wasn't a, a sad sad. So, But, you know, one of the things he talks about in there is, is balance. Having balance in your life. And I think that's, that's very important. And a lot of people don't get that you have to have that balance, that you have to have the good with the bad, you have to have the light with the dark, you have to have uh, the cold with the hot. Uh, you know, there's a, everything in this world is opposites. There's up, there's down, there's left, there's right. 
there's good, there's bad, there's hot, there's cold, there's just, you know, there's love, there's hate. It's, it's all opposites, really, if you think about it. So it's all balanced. You're balanced between uh, at least these two different things, yin and yang of life. And I think a lot of people don't know how to achieve that balance. And if you can achieve the balance, I think your life is pretty pretty successful and pretty... Uh, I can't even think of my words tonight, man. What time is it? I don't even know what time it is. It's fucking 10.53 at night on a Sunday. You have to achieve balance, guys. You have to you have to, to realize that there's two sides to, to everything. And if you can if you can realize those balances and you can realize that the universe has a balance and you can achieve that balance and you can you can look for those balances and you can strive for that balance and not just focus on on winning and, and maybe taking a chance to lose every now and then or If you have balance in your life, then you're doing pretty well. You're having a good time. And you're not stressing out, you know. You realize that uh, that even if you're down, even if you're down in the dumps and you're having a shitty day, you're having a shitty week, a shitty month, a shitty year, you know, which a lot of people are saying 2020 is the worst year ever. Oh, my God, please get over 2020. Please give me 2021. Well, you know what? 2021 is going to have some shitty stuff, too. You've got to realize that there's going to be shitty things and there's going to be not shitty things. And you've got to be able to balance the two. You know, 2020 is going to be shitty. You can't say 2021 is not going to be shitty. It's It can all be shitty. You've got to be prepared to have shit thrown at you every day of the week, all your life. You know, your 30s sucked. So you, you hope 31 is going to be good. Well, it might be the case. And then 32 might be shitty again. That's the balance. It's not always going to be roses. Sometimes you're going to have some fucking weeds. I don't know, guys. I'm rambling like a motherfucker. I'm not saying shit anymore. I haven't said shit all this whole episode, really. All I did was wore a dobak, a gi, which I thought was kind of cool. And uh, we had a cool song up front from the Karate Kid soundtrack. I haven't even taken a sip of this beer, I don't think. Uh, by the way, if you want to, if you want a book, uh, it's all fun and games and tell. <laughs> you can find that on lulu.com. That's L-U-L-U.com. Just type in uh, Brian Dale Sr. in the search bar, or you can type in it's all fun and games and tell, and uh, get get a copy of my book there. It's a little memoir of sorts from 1992 to 1998, my time down in Valdosta, Georgia at Moody Air Force Base. So, all right, guys. Well, I think that is about it. I'm gonna let you go. I've talked uh, way too long, and uh, we're not even gonna do an outro song or anything. We're just gonna take off here. So, I appreciate you guys listening. If you did, and guess what? Guess what, guys? We will talk to you soon. <laughs>